Hello, and welcome to UDL in 15 Minutes, where educators discuss their experiences with UDL. I'm Louie Lord Nelson, UDL author and leader. Today, I'm talking with Jared McGuffey, who's a 21st century teacher in the Fraser Public Schools. Today, Jared is going to share how he's taken the UDL mindset beyond the classroom to help others understand what educators do every day. Hi, Jared, it's wonderful to talk to you. It's wonderful to talk to you too, Louie. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Absolutely. Okay, so before we get going with this exciting topic, can you tell us a bit about your background and your journey with UDL? Uh, sure, absolutely. I, I've always been fascinated with human behaviors, what makes us tick, why we do the things that we do. So I majored in psychology in my young age, thinking I was going to go down that path. And of course, like most people, I Graduated and found a job in sales, worked my way through an MBA, and then transitioned into some corporate management. And I'm sharing this experience because it's going to play out as we have this conversation. So in mid-level management, everything's going great. I end up finding my wife. My wife is a wonderful teacher and truly an inspiration to me. And I couldn't help but notice how she would come home and absolutely love her job and, and everything was great. And and she loved every aspect about the profession. And I was young enough to make a choice. and Or maybe I should say life created an opportunity for me. But I ended up transitioning from the, the private sector, the corporate world, and, and into education. So I went to school, uh, Oakland University, to get my master's in elementary education. And then followed that with an education specialist. So I found my first job. I was teaching in Detroit, middle school math, 6th, 7th, and 8th grade math. And then I found myself uh, shortly after in Frazier. And in Frazier, I continued. I was in the classroom uh, teaching both sixth and fifth grade math until the opportunity come where it was a 21st century position. And the 21st century role would not be familiar to many districts, but what it is, it's essentially a hybrid between a classroom teacher who teaches specials and then also an instructional slash uh, UDL coach. And within recent years, Fraser Public Schools, as a district, embedded UDL in their strategic plan. And because they did this, that has, in essence, become a focus for us as 21st century coaches to work with the adults, the teachers, and we still get to work with the students as well. It's been an absolute blast to kind of dive into UDL. And we skipped the whole dip in our toes in, and we just dove right in, right? And what I noticed was everything we did whether you pull out the guidelines and, and whether you're evaluating your lessons, your assessments, your learning experiences, the way you're setting up your furniture, it really started to have an impact on the way we begin to think. And me as a, particularly, the way I interacted with people, the, the way I de had developed relationships, and the more comfortable I became with the UDL guidelines, the framework, the mindsets, uh, the more I began to shift my thinking. And apply that thinking beyond the classroom, as you mentioned. So I found myself listening to teachers in the in the staff lounge. I found myself listening to teachers, but not just listening with, with what to say, but listening with the intent of understanding, really diving in deeper and trying to, to broaden my framework. And you know what I heard? It, it was the perspective of the profession. What I heard was their struggles, their challenges. They're good days. They're bad days. What brings them joy and what seems to be the impossible, right? Classroom practitioners, 
I think everyone is agreeing right now. We have the uh, the job that seems near impossible. All the hats that that we wear, and and there was a lot of frustration. And some of the surveys that were coming out were um, suggesting that that educators felt undervalued, and they felt that their voice just wasn't heard. So that left me with the question of, okay, well, how to be heard? Let's see, what might we do to motivate? their voice and share it. How might we become resourceful and knowledgeable to be heard by those making decisions? And how might our teachers become strategic and goal-oriented and flipping the narrative of today's educational systems? Nice. Well, first of all, I'm going to say that the 21st century position sounds like a dream, working both with students and then with your colleagues. I just think that's the, it's a beautiful match and awesome. And then the other thing that that I loved hearing was that concept of listening to understand. It's a humanistic thing. It's so wonderful that when any of us give that gift to anyone else, whether it's to our students or our colleagues or our spouses or anyone with whom we have a relationship, it uh, everything's a lot better, right? So, okay, it's evident that you have this really deep connection to the framework because even how you were describing everything at the end, you were using the expert learner traits to explain how you were wanting to help teachers. So you've brought UDL into the life of another area of your life, and that all started with a fellowship, right? So start there. Sure. So this, through my ed specialist, I was in class and and, and talking with some of the other teachers and we're trying to solve the world's problems, right? And I had the, a nice shoulder tap from one of my professors and she suggested that I apply for this fellowship that Oakland University's Galileo Institute of Teacher Leadership was offering. And they offer this every couple of years. So I, I took that risk and, and uh, challenge. And during this fellowship, I was charged with re-engaging 1,500 approximately alumni from the Galileo Teacher Leadership Academy. So these are teachers who've been, uh, whether they were teachers for five years or teachers for 30 years, and a lot of different walks and a lot of different levels. And and through this academy, at this time, we've had over a 1,000 people graduate from a two-year cohort of teacher leadership. So the question is, what are we doing now? You know, they, 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 we spent two years and I was uh, part of the 1517 court and, and, and it was an incredible, incredible growth opportunity. But now the question is, all right, we, we went through the teacher leadership. We're building capacity. We're trying to make a difference in our school level and at the district level. But the question is, how do we engage these thousand plus teachers and how do we engage them to broaden that, to go to the state level, perhaps to have a larger impact? So there was this idea of trusted voices. What this would be is a nonpartisan, purely grassroots teacher leadership advocacy group. There was a study that we were looking at, and it suggested that the community trusted the voice of their child's teacher the most. The super, absolutely. The the principal, even more so. But when it came to the one on the front line, that classroom practitioner, that teacher that the child knew by name, that was the trusted voice. So we coined that phrase, and now we refer to our teacher leaders as a trusted voice. And the idea is to have every district to have this trusted voice, which would have the responsibility of connecting stakeholders, connecting with the community, and also just being a sounding board to their local policymaker. Would you be interested in hearing the mission and goal? Oh, absolutely. 
So the mission statement, I should say, is to collaboratively reframe the agenda for public education. As a nonpartisan advocacy group of educators, we are focused on building collaborative partnerships among teachers, administrators, and policymakers to ensure every Michigan learner receives the highest quality of education. The goal is to support our superintendents through the collaborative advocacy and serve our policymakers, offering feedback on how education policy shapes Michigan schools, as well as the teaching profession. And as I, as I continue, I'm going to start to bring in that UDL framework. But ultimately, at the end of the goal, our vision is to empower a trusted voice in every public school district in Michigan. And just for our audience who might be listening, if they're interested in priorities, some of the current priorities include providing high quality teaching and learning for all kids uh, with intention to equity, support teacher retention and recruitment. Connect with district, county, regional efforts, including cabinet-level leaders and principals in the conversation. So you, you can start to hear the whole idea of all-inclusiveness, you know, bringing everybody in, in equitable outcomes. Uh, some of the other priorities, teacher evaluation and support for the professional development, mental health, wellness, and supporting social-emotional learning, and promoting optimal conditions for learning and appropriate student testing. The big one right now is the, 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 the retainment and the recruitment of teachers, trying to get ahead of the, uh, the talked about teacher shortage and uh, seeing what we can do. Now, if we take a look at that framework, so if I kind of just take a step back and, and reintroduce the UDL framework and, and how it's really helped me go beyond the classroom practitioner lens and really into this state level problem solving. I mean, we, we use frameworks for all sorts of things, whether it's evaluating poverty or, or organizations or leadership. So taking the same framework and applying it towards building this sustainable organization. If we look at universal, the word universal in UDL, I would like to focus on the language because it's so important that the language that we speak and that policymakers speak is understood and Maybe we close the gap a little bit on that. Policymakers and educators are, are more on the same page than the narrative would suggest. Uh, we speak differently. Teachers look through a lens focused on 30 students with faces, names, interests, uh, personal stories. Policymakers look through a much broader lens with tens of thousands of, of students and responsibility to ensure that each educational dollar is spent in the best interest of the students and taxpayers. And I think there's a misconception that policymakers and teachers are completely on different pages. And Trust Voices, we're taking this framework and we're, we're trying to design a, a training and, and, and learning opportunities that's used to delineate the differences between the classroom practitioners and those making policy. Which brings us to the statement, access to the policy table should be inclusive and universal. But just because you're invited to the policy table doesn't mean you're going to be heard. So we look at the L, the L for learning. And we're focusing on, we need to equip and empower our teacher leaders. If they're going to be trusted voices, not only do we need them to help speak and think like policymakers, but let's give them the substance that they're searching for. Something that if they're invited, they, they can bring to the table. And the D for design it's not just about getting the access to the policy table and not just about having that personalized story or data or, or, or et cetera that you're bringing, but how do we design this pathway where it's sustainable? Because what we know with Michigan legislature is, and more specifically with term limits, 
is that you'll have a legislator come in in two years, he or she might possibly be out. So as you're trying to develop these relationships with the policymakers, how do we develop this systematically? How do we make this sustainable? So as legislators uh, come and they go and they switch roles, whether it's House, Senate, vice versa, how might we create this sustainable so in the long run, teachers continuously have that voice at the policy table? Nice. I think one of the biggest takeaways that I had while listening was that shared experience by policymakers and educators and reminding us all that we are human, but just even specifically looking and thinking about education, everybody cares about it. Everybody does. That's why it's such a hot topic, right? And you all are finding a way to share the experiences that educators are having with policymakers to help inform them so that then the policy reflects and builds on the, the the quality, the good stuff that's going on. And we can bring in more, like you were talking about, that focus on equity and bringing in, oh, a policy that hears the voice of the teacher and it emulates that. So I think that's just awesome. So I'm looking at our time and we are really fast coming up on the 15 minutes, but before before we would exit out of this, I'm positive that others across the nation and possibly even in other democratic communities would be so curious as to maybe any steps that you would have to help other people get started on this, or we'll have your contact information in the photo montage, but you can also express that here. But anything you would want to pass forward to others who are saying, oh my gosh, I don't live in Michigan, but this is an awesome idea. Absolutely. First off, check out the, vo- the, the website, trustedvoicesed.com. That's trustedvoicesed.com. And just think about connecting with your policymakers. And just know, policymakers are very interested in hearing the voice of education. They may be experts on policy. And if you're an educator, it's completely okay. If you're not an expert on policy, you do not need to be. That's their job, right? Our job is to just be a voice and to support and to serve and to offer some feedback. You as an educator know how policy plays out with real students, with in actual classroom settings. You guys have a voice. You guys have a story. It needs to be heard. Just know that they're waiting to hear from you. So reach out to your local contacts, reach out to your local legislators, and also make sure to partner with your superintendents. We want to make sure that the, the voice, and as we advocate, it's shared it's vetted. And and moving forward, we have that positive and supportive impact on behalf of the uh, profession. That's awesome. Well, Jared, thank you so much. I just love that this talked about the application of the UDL mindset to something outside of the classroom, but that it's so directly connected, taking it and helping others understand it. So I really appreciate you taking the time to talk with me today. Thank you so much. Thank you, Louie. It's been a pleasure. So for those listening with this podcast, you can find supplemental materials like an image montage with closed captioning, that montage with audio descriptions, a transcript, and an associated blog at my website, which is the udlapproach.com forward slash podcasts. And finally, if you have a story to share about UDL implementation for UDL in 15 minutes, contact me through the udlapproach.com. And thanks to everyone for your work in revolutionizing education through UDL and making it our goal to develop expert learners.